this week's Irish in Sweden podcast and we're on tour, me and Emma Ridge. And we're on a boat to Helsinki, me and Emma Ridge, because we're going over there with the Stockholm Gales. It's the first trip away for the ladies since 2019. And Emma from County Galway is here trying to eat our breakfast and I'm poking a fucking phone under her nose. How are you, Richard? I'm not too bad now, thanks a million for it. You, you were over here the last time we played in Helsinki, weren't you? Yeah, I think it was 2019 we went over, yeah. before the uh, pandemic. We mm. went over for the weekend, yeah. Now, these boats, we got the boat yesterday at half past four, mm? and there was very little drinking done. That's very surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we decided that we'd wait until tonight now to have the drinks and have the party, and we wanted to be somewhere near coherent to play football today. There you go. So basically, you can explain to the, our good listeners now what goes on today. Um, literally, we're on the way over to have a friendly game against Helsinki. They kindly invited us over, and then we'll play with them for a while. We'll hopefully have a mixed game afterwards as well, the men and the women. Helsinki have a men's team and talent. Then afterwards, we'll get the boat, and then we'll see what happens on the way home. There's rumours that there's a few cans somewhere here. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah. Of course, you'll always have to have the bag of cans with you. And sure, I heard there was a nightclub here as well, so we might have to hit that up on the way home too. It's just like being a Galway. Here's Eva now. Eva's going, oh no, reverse, reverse, as people record at the table. <laughs> One last thing, because we're going to do a few little drop-ins throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. How much have you kind of missed this during the pandemic? Because you would have travelled a reasonable amount of the games before, would you? Yeah, I mean, I... I actually missed it so much because it's such a good way to get away with your friends, with your family and get some football in. Your football team is like your family when you're away from home. And when you cannot see everyone on a regular basis because can- training was cancelled and all that sort of stuff, the going away part just makes it even better because everyone has such good fun. We take care of each other. We have really good games. And then we just like party all night long on the way home and it's yeah, we're all in it together type of thing. I can't wait to compare this clip now with whatever we're going to manage to get a little bit later on. Right, there's a, uh, your porridge is going cold there, so we'll check in as we go along. We'll be arriving in Helsinki now in about an hour's time, and we'll talk to you again shortly. Dear passengers, uh, the deck number seven is the only way out today in Helsinki. So the disembarkation takes place only from deck number seven. Right, deck number seven. We're in Helsinki. We're getting out of here. And Francesca's looking at me like a mad now because I'm talking to my phone for the crack. <laughs> We're out to fly tram number four and then the football pitch. Well, do it on and finish. Hyperventilating. Tell me, who are you and why do you speak Finnish? Uh, name is Michelle Cotter, and I'm That means I'm Michelle, I'm from County Clare, I just moved to Stockholm. I'm in Helsinki with the Gael speaking Finnish. How did that come about, Shelley? Just like I said, it's a long story. <laughs> the Finnish listeners are having a fine time with this podcast so far. Uh, is this, this is obviously not your first time in Finland then, is it? No, I've been, I think, oh, ten times anyway. Mm. But uh, no, I love it. I love the language, love the people, love the culture. So, uh, so yeah. you moved to Stockholm? So I moved to Stockholm, yeah. <laughs> was that because there was work in Stockholm that you couldn't do here kind of thing? Would you prefer to have moved here? I just wanted to keep them wanting more, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I, I work for Revolut, so we've got a flexible mobility policy, so you can work from almost everywhere, everywhere bar a couple of specific places. So I said I'd try Stockholm, biggest city in Scandinavia, Finno-Scandinavia, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And you only moved a few, a few weeks ago to Stockholm, didn't you? A week and a half, yeah, two weeks nearly. And here you are, away with the Stockholm girls already. How did that come about? Is this Emma Ridge's fault, is it? No. Sure, we'll give her the, <laughs> we'll give her the blame, yeah. Um, no, I, from coming to Helsinki for so many years, I was aware of the Helsinki Harps just through different Irish people that I'd follow on social media. And so I thought, well, if they have one in Helsinki, they've probably got something going on in Stockholm. So a good way to make some friends and 
meet some people. And instead you got these people? Get a free boat trip over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> do I have to pay somebody for this? Look, it all depends how you do on this podcast. I don't have Swish, so I'll have it with And uh, what position will you be playing today? Um, what's the one where you sit down but you cheer really loud? <laughs> The, the position See, that's of, regular in a pub, is it? The position of uh, the Catholic congression where you sit down, stand up, <laughs> kneel down. So, um, I don't know, maybe um, like forward if I could. I don't think I'd make a very good back. Um, fear people, fear the ball, uh, fear the pressure. So. I'm delighted we brought you, to be fair. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm delighted you brought me without vetting me at all. <laughs> so that's, yeah. a, that's the open borders policy in Scandinavia writ large there. But listen, we'll check back in with you a little bit later on during the day. Thanks for talking to me. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Kitos. El Oleva. Yeah, and we're going to have... There's Paddy Reynolds there. Ah, Andy, how are you? Good to see you. And good to see you, too. I'm going to... It has been indeed. Yeah. I'm this phone here. We're doing a bit of a podcast. We go, how are you, Paddy? No, not too bad at all. No. How's it going, Ryan? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. My God almighty. Listen, I'm going to... I'm going to jump... I'm going to stick with these guys, but I want to tell you some stuff and then you pass it on, Sure, yeah. First of all, it's not what we thought, so we have to really... We're going to have to apologize. We're not going to pay for the pitch because... They haven't opened up the changing rooms. Oh, that's very kind. The restrooms are far from ideal. Yeah. And the, the pitch is a little janky. Yeah, to the point where if you see a red cone, yeah. especially that one, you need to wash your ankles. Cool. Tape okay. them if you got it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I hope it's a lot of fun. Hope you, we'll make sure you go, like have plenty of time to warm up before that's your game. Good. And uh, any questions, talk to somebody on the sidelines. They'll point you in the right direction. That's great. That's Patty. Thanks yeah. very much today, Ryan. That's yeah. super. Okay. There you go. It looks grand. Okay. Yeah. Change aren't open, so you get the full authentic Irish experience here. Yes. Someone else brought cans, thank God. There you go. Okay. That's all we wanted was the cans. Okay, but at least we have. Yeah, and there's a portal there. There we are. Now I couldn't actually get the first game of the day in the sound recorder because I was playing the first game of the day for Tallinn against Helsinki. Great tour now. Tallinn haven't been around since about 2013, 2014 maybe. And they sent the men's team over and they got a few boys off the fins and I jumped in a full forward and we got it and we sorted out and we beat the, the host, which is always good. And now the girls are warming up for their game against Helsinki. So we'll try to bring in some of the atmosphere and the fun and games from that. I hear Richard complaining. There you go, Rich. Right, so the women's game is just over now. The girls won that. I don't know what the score was. We're going to find out the score from the referee now. That was something else altogether, is it? Ray, what was the score there? 4 4 Helsinki, 4 13 to Stockholm. So it wasn't actually as close as I thought it was there. Fair play, Hannah. You went and got me a couple of goals at the end just to keep me out of my misery. That's a brilliant victory for the girls from Stockholm. But it has to be said that uh, the Helsinki girls were playing. I think there wasn't a single Irish girl in the Helsinki team. Is that right, Parik? We're podcasting here, by the way, just so you know. So. Are you happy with that performance, that was, coach? Are you? Uh, Stepping coach, um, that was a fantastic. It was one of the fantastic game of football, and the way the guys play football and keep moving it, it's refreshing to see. It's amazing altogether. It's amazing. To see I'm taking the pictures here now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put up this, this camera at the same time. There you go, super stuff. There we are. So we've had the, the speeches and all sorts of stuff. And it's been funny games, but there's a very happy bunch of uh, Stockholm Gales girls in the corner here. They very much enjoyed themselves by the looks of things. We'll see you. 
Richard, we need to do your post-match interview. What happened there? Did you enjoy that? Did you? Absolutely. Do you, uh, you want to play a, a mixed game? Are we doing it now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, you're gonna have to pick one language and stick to it, right? <laughs> like it, it could be Swedish, it could be Finnish. I don't mind. I'm not <laughs> what about okay. the cans though? What about what the about cans? Okay, we get to the cans. The cans will be, will be here, you know. All right. We'll right. Also, we need subs for this mid mixed yeah. game. There's too many people. Well, there's loads of people here to play. Like, so. Some of us have cans to drink. For exactly. Service, Some of us have cans Did to drink. Did you enjoy that anyways? Yeah. Absolutely loved it. It's unbelievable being back now after, what, two years of the pandemic and not being able to play. Absolutely can't believe it. It's so much fun. Even though there might be some sore bodies tomorrow, maybe a couple of bruises, it was absolutely worth it. The odds are ahead as well. You know? Exactly. You, you play a little bit at home. When you're playing over here in the Nordic region, like the, the whole thing I'm trying to do is sort of appeal to people who haven't done this exactly. before. Yeah. What would you tell them is the best part about the playing part of it? Like? Oh, it's just the intensity and the fun of it and everything. It's just everyone wants the same result at the end of the day. So yeah. everyone wants to play together. Everybody wants to learn new skills and new sports. Yeah. And I think it's really important that the, when the new people come, not to be too nervous about it. Yeah. We'll teach you the rules. We'll teach you everything. It's like one big family, we'll help you as much as we can. And the main thing is just to get stuck into it and yeah. just play. Have fun. It's not, we're not playing county level, we're not going no. to Crow Park anytime soon. Some of us wish we were, but you know, ah, look, it's just you know, having you fun. You never know. If you keep playing as well as you did today. Here, Michelle, before you go, how was your first experience? What we can have in Stockholm, playing football for the Stockholm Games. Did you enjoy that? Apart from me telling you off. Um, no, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was really, really good. Um, if I'd asked you three weeks ago what you'd be doing this weekend, would this have been part of it, would you have said? Ah yeah. No. <laughs> no, um I don't even know I don't even know what to say about it. Like it's such a sense of community that it doesn't even feel that unusual. Like it feels right. like a little slice of home. Yeah. So it doesn't feel foreign to me, which is such a nice thing to be able to say when you're so far from home to have something so No, I needed to tell the people listen to this, so I didn't pay you to say that, right? Uh hashtag sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> But um no, yeah, I mean it though. Like it's it can be an, a, a scary thing, especially coming out of COVID. It's hard to get social again and to be able to do so in such a safe environment is such a welcoming reception and it really doesn't matter if you score a goal or you drop the ball or whatever it might be you're making a few friends you're getting a few smiles and a bit of encouragement so yeah. you're about to get some more now because the mixed game is starting right go on yeah. get stuck in there we'll talk to you later let's get a black eye <laughs> <laughs> Maeve the quiet woman that we haven't managed to snare at this point in time right you, you just said something that was very I thought was very profound what do you think well, I'm on this team about five minutes. I know these girls less than five minutes and I just feel real self-surprised today on this pitch. And again, like, is this the kind of thing that you expected? When you turned up the first time for training over here, that kind of thing, did you ever expect that you'd, you'd fall in love with it that quickly? No, no, I didn't expect there'd be this, a bond this quickly because when I say five minutes, I'm maybe, I might be exaggerating, <laughs> it might be ten minutes, but I mean, it's not more than that, so... I'm still not sure of some of their names, <laughs> if you ask me, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, I was learning the names last night and <laughs> out today and it's just, that's just the way, I think that's just the way football is, though. You just get these happen so quickly and you kind of have to because you have to rely on each other on the field and stuff so what, what were you thinking when the ref threw the ball up in this tiny little field in the outskirts of Helsinki do you remember what you were thinking of I said Ridger better get that ball <laughs> Ridger better get that throw up <laughs> but you looked as if you settled in very very quickly you didn't look like you were new you know that way well thanks very much I felt very new I was yeah. panicked a little bit I don't know if you saw it but I know it was it was good it was good to have the um, support of everyone it kind of helps you panic a little less each time you know we have to give these other guys credit as well because there wasn't a single Irish girl in the Helsinki team yeah we were just saying that this is like we were just saying this is the pure brute force of the Vikings that they even <laughs> came up you know they, they, it, was a, it was a competitive match you know it wasn't like a clear winner and like that no. and, it, and the fact that like none of them would have been brought up with it they all just learned it as a sport and stuff like fantastic fantastic stuff great performance unreal it was getting towards the end of the second half there right and uh, I actually made it I thought I pressed the wouldn't record and I didn't but they, they got a couple of goals there I was going hang on a second here I yeah, don't like to look at three, it three unanswered goals from uh, Finland so 
it was getting a bit worried there, but then it turned out that we uh, we got a beautiful heart lifting, soul lifting goal by Hannah Fraser at the end. And it was, yeah, it's great. So you'll be back at training again this week, oh, will you? I'll see you Tuesday. I, you won't, you'll see me in the bar tonight. <laughs> this will be still recording when we get to the bar this evening, but we'll leave it there for now. My word, what a weekend that was. As it turned out, we decided, uh, well, it's not that we decided, it just didn't happen. There was um, no more recording from the boat and that kind of thing because we were just having too much crack. So basically what you had there was we took the boat over to Helsinki on a Friday night, myself and Paddy Black and his partner Emily and the Stockholm Gales ladies teams and you heard Michelle there speaking finish only arrived off about 10 days beforehand you heard um, Maeve Murray there at the end uh, saying some lovely things about it all together you know? so, and it's just it's fantastic to have this this is what we wanted when we set it up and this is what we want for Gaelic football all over Sweden and all over the Nordic region that sense of togetherness and it's just it's an instant part of the community that you can just you just rock up and you go okay you google you find out about it you find us on Instagram and there you are you're part of it you know so hopefully now this year we can continue to build on that you know with the pandemic being sort of in the rear view mirror you know we'll be able to go to tournaments and we'll have the soccer team here in Stockholm and I'm sure Adrian the boys down in Gothenburg will have Gothenburg Celtic rocking again you know so um but the work never stops so we got off the boat um this morning and it's uh, Sunday morning when we got back and uh, it's just straight back out now because there's actually more Irish sport going on. Zach Elbuzadi is currently in the Friends Arena getting ready for his first home game of the season and there was basically thousands of supporters who turned up to welcome the team and the bus and that kind of thing. So I'm going to head along there and uh, after the game they have what's called a mix zone so I've got to have a little chat with Zach there. Uh, they didn't get off to the greatest of starts. If you're listening to the podcast we did mention that um, that the season was starting there and they started their way to Hecken and they lost that game 4-2 and it looked a bit raggedy you know and ah, I wouldn't say Zach was 100% happy with the way the game went he played I think 62 minutes and then was substituting that but that's the nature of professional football you know some days you're the hammer some days you're the nail so with this um, crowd behind him with so many people behind him I think it could be a big difference today they're playing against EFK North Shopping, right North Shopping won the title under current Swedish national team manager Jan Andersson a couple of years back so a good enough team like I mean they've been one of the better teams in Sweden but the thing the ace that um, Oiko have up their sleeve today is no less than Jordan Larson. okay the Swedes will call him Jordan Larson. we'll call him uh, Jordan Larson. this is the Irish and Sweden podcast we go with that pronunciation who is the son of none other than Henrik Larson, right so Jordan played was playing in Moscow I think it was Spartak Moscow that he was playing for and then when the war broke out and they invaded Ukraine, the Russians invaded Ukraine, basically FIFA said, OK, if you don't want to stay in Russia, you can either pause or tear up your contract and leave. So as far as I know, I think Jordan has um, paused his contract until the 30th of June. So, you know, he can always go back there or he can, uh, you know, he can just go and find another club. But he has signed until the 30th of June with Mr. Zach Elbuzadi, with AIK, Oiko here in, in Swedish. Uh, and he's going to be playing for them until then. And after that, there's another striker called John Cadetti, rumoured to be on his way in, but more of that and on. So I'm going to go along to that game now and uh, try and grab Zach a little bit um, after the game there to get his thoughts and see where he is, because we haven't really spoken to him since uh, the early episodes of this podcast, just before Christmas, when his brother Adam and himself came to visit me in the little studio. We had a little chat about his first time here, so we'll see how his second season is going. So that's what we'll do now. See us in a little while. Mot ytan och den här bollen stått här i mål. AIK 
Silvassa på hörnor 2021 AIK Silvassa på hörnor uppenbarligen 2022 också Alexander Milosevic What was it 27000 people here today lost the first match came in with about 20 minutes to go here saw an awful lot of the ball uh, been a bit up and down so far this season how's it going for you yeah, I think uh, I probably saw more of the ball in the last 20 minutes than I did last week but um, my form's been patchy and that was the reason I wasn't starting but I just wanted to come in and, and make an impact and, and show the manager that I'm, I'm still here you know mm-hmm. and I think when I came on I did well so um, but now the, the most important thing was obviously to get the win because obviously after last week it wasn't great the performance was really bad and it's, it wasn't the way to start off the season um, especially with so many of our supporters travelling down and, and we didn't really put on a performance for them so we just wanted to put on a performance for them give them a good result and, and get the season going is there any reason why you feel that your form is a little bit patchy at the moment? No, I just I think uh, I don't really know why. To be honest, I think there's been there's been good games and there's been bad games. Like there's been games where I've not really been involved a lot, um, but that's that's not just down to the team. It's down to me. I need to, to get involved in games more and, and and find ways to get involved because I think last season some teams probably were were surprised and didn't know much about me, but now. Because I had a good last season, some teams are gonna are gonna target me and try and make sure that I don't get the ball because I'm a threat. So I really need to adapt more and and find ways to, to impact games more. Um, I think today it was more about just going back to basics a little bit, staying out wide, getting one v one, and doing what I'm good at. Um, so yeah, I think hopefully that's a good a good base to, to start from now. You seem very keen to take a man on as soon as you got the ball, like either run right at him and just run past him or sort of trick him over. Did you feel it sort of succeeded there? Because it looked pretty good there towards the end. No, I think as I said, I think the last I think some of the games in pre-season have been, have been positive but some of the games have just been playing a little bit too safe and last season when I was, whenever I was getting the ball you'd see and I was just running at people and taking them on if I lost the ball it didn't matter um, so it was sort of just back to that today just running at people and, and trying to affect it, trying to, trying to affect the game um, because I'm not, I'm not here to play it safe I'm here to oh, that's not what I'm in the team for like we have we have players that can keep the ball I'm here to take people on and, and try and make things happen that said towards the end of the game today I was saying on Twitter there that you were trying to play the game in the phone box because that's what you were being asked to do with the corner flag but you, like, you know it was you they told you right go up there getting that ball and hold on to it there does it feel good when you get you know they give you that sort of vote of confidence then yeah I think shout a bit of John Malters there in the corner um, shout a bit of me strength and that but just as I said, I just want to help the team any way I can, and I think that helped kill a few minutes of the game and take a bit of their momentum away because they had a couple of chances towards the end. You know, Kruber made a, a really good save from from one of their headers, and then another one dropped in the box, and they put it over the bar. So I think it just it just sort of helped kill that momentum. Even some of the times when I was getting the ball, taking it on the counter attack, that that sort of helped kill the momentum and, and made sure we had a bit of a threat as well. Um, now it was it was a good I think it was a good team performance and it was sort of back to the roots of last season where we were hired to be a lot of the games we won one nil um, and we had a great great home record so it's just now we need we just need to build on that. We're a bit of a Celtic fan. Uh, Jordan Larson comes into the team, son of Henrik. Um, got a start. I think he only joined on Monday. There, what's it like playing with a fellow like that after just a few days? Yeah, I think you can see in the game like his, his quality. Um, I don't think he's played a lot of football either, so I think he's, he's only going to get better. Um, 
don't know, you could see there was a lot of glimpses of, of really good quality. I think him and him and Naby and Nico had good link of play. Um, yeah, I know obviously he comes with a good reputation and we can see in training the, the sort of player he is and I think he's going to help us a lot. And he seems like a, a good bloke as well, which is important. He's, he's going to come in and, and add to the group in that way as well. Um, so now it's exciting. Of course, you have your brother's half mood over here. You have your man and dad over here tomorrow. Are you still enjoying yourself here in Stockholm? Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Obviously, the weather's not been great. It's still April and it's bleeding snow. And um, but now I love it here. Like as I said, even though I've not been playing great, the supporters have still been great when me sending me positive messages or when I've seen them in the street. Like give me, give me just positive little comments and that. So I love it here. I feel like I'm at home here. You know. Right. So we've moved from Helsinki to the Friends Arena in Stockholm, uh, down to one of the Ullevi stadiums in Gothenburg. I, I can never tell which one is which. But apparently, Annika, you only come here if you're either playing for Sweden or watching Louise Quinn, is that right? Yes, that's right. And uh, can you tell me how many times you played here for Sweden? I think I played here maybe three or four times at least. Did you ever play against Louise Quinn for Sweden, no? No, I didn't. But you're here to support today because today Sweden are playing against Ireland in a World Cup qualifier. We also have Vela Barsi beside us who has played many a game with Louise Quinn at her shoulder in Eskilstuna. What's Louise's greatest weakness as a player, Vela? <laughs> she's going to hate me, but her speed. She's not She's not fast. We've always had a joke about it. We both struggle. We're tall. It's, it's hard. But if I had to stick up for Louise now, she would say she's always in the right place to begin with, so she doesn't need it. 100%. She's smart, not not fast, yeah. And did she? Did you learn a lot from her? Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, go on, I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's a very smart footballer. Love talking football with her, love playing with her, so yeah. And of course, you played you played nine seasons at Eskilstuna. You're playing now with Bromma Poikana uh, over here. What would you describe the level of the Swedish league like? And the reason I ask that is because not too many Irish girls have come over here. Yeah, no, uh, when I first came over, the level was really high. We had the likes of Tiedersa, who were very famous, had, uh, you know, Marta playing for them. Uh, the level has dropped a little bit. Um, there's a lot of the top Swedish players now that play overseas, uh, for example, in England or France. Um, but it's still a good level. It's got a lot of um, youth internationals in here playing. So um, still a good level. Not what it used to be, but still good. Annika, would you advise like Irish players, like the girls you're seeing here, they're playing in you know, the Women's Super League, they're playing for P-Mount back home. Is Sweden a good place for them to come to develop, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Like I think Sweden is a good environment to, to develop as a footballer. And, like, Especially how the Swedish way to play football, I think you can learn a lot. Like especially defending has been a good thing for many years, but also like the attacking has been so much better now. And like there's a lot of like good footballs coming back to Sweden to play as well, like the big stars in Sweden. So I think the league still is pretty good. But as Vela said as well before as well, like it's not as good as it was maybe five, ten years ago. But it's uh, it's definitely a good place to be. Now for this World Cup qualifying group, at the moment you're like a walking league table, right? Because you have the Irish jersey on, then you have the Swedish jersey on, and under that you have the Finnish jersey on. Because you just, okay, we've got through the Irish and Swedish connections. What's your connection to the Finnish team? Yeah, like I just started to work with the Finnish team uh, as a physio, and like I've just been on one camp, and I'm going to be with them during the Euros in England. So I definitely have to support England, but unfortunately all of Finland. these... Uh, Finland. Yeah. You're not supporting England yeah, on this no, bloody no, podcast, no. I'll tell you. <laughs> Apologies, Vela. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, so now all three gr- three teams are in the same group, so uh, I have to have all three jerseys on. So, yeah. How open to you are bribes? Uh, open are you to bribes <laughs> for sort of hurting Finnish players ahead of the game? There, I will see. It depends on what the bribe is. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be going to Dublin then, obviously, when Finland play over there, will you? Uh, I don't know. 
actually. I'm just uh, uh, working with them during the Euro, so okay. we'll see what happens after that. But uh, it would be fun to go to Dublin. One last question. What would represent a decent result here for Ireland tonight? We'll start with Annika. Like, I definitely, if they can take a point from Sweden, that would be a good result for them, because Sweden is a very good team, so uh, a tie. Vela. Yeah, I have to agree. Sweden are going to win the group, so now for Ireland is focusing on second place. So any any points they can get from this game are, is a huge result. So yeah, a tie is a, a success for the day. En Italien varje gång de får frispark i Irland. Lägg märke till hur lång tid de tar på sig. Dra ner på tempot. McCabe. Ja, inlägg då att vänta. Bra inlägg mot Payne. Andra bollen kommer ut till O'Sullivan. Vad hittar hon på då? Inåt bakåt, där finns medspelare med och är ett utmärkt skottläge. Och det som händer det är att det är Irland som tar ledningen i den 44 matchminuten. Irland tar ledningen. McCabe med det där skottet. All right, well obviously we couldn't manage to record the goal there, but that went an awful lot better than expected. Do you know what? We were pushed back against like our own goal from about minute 28 to 40 and then the goal happened. Oh. It was against the run of play, but we'll take it. I think it was against the run of play in every football match I've ever seen. That was just, they were really under pressure there. Aslani hit the crossbar. Uh, how hard is it to defend against this Swedish team with Alika? Oh, really hard. You could see every time uh, Ireland cleared the ball, Louise and the backline players trying to get the line up. But as soon as you push the line up, Blackstein is trying to run in behind. So you've really got to be so careful. So they're never really coming out their own half at the moment. So it's, it's tight. Now, it's very easy for me to sit here and be critical because I'm shit at football, right? <laughs> but when you're playing at the back there, Vela, because you played international football before as well, sometimes you think, you know, could you not put an address on that ball? Why are you just kicking it away aimlessly? But it's not that easy, right? No, and especially because they're just playing with one forward today so um and she's against two three backline players so sometimes you literally just need to get the ball as far up the pitch as you can and off the pitch so you get like a break to reorganize so like when it goes out for a throw in yeah perfect take a reorganize yourselves and get back in the game again uh, Magda Eriksson conceded what looked like a really cheap free kick because Denise O'Sullivan was really pissing her off by the looks yeah. of things there are you surprised at that because she's one of the most experienced players in that team yeah, but you can see they want to win this game. They think they should be winning this game. So, like, any, the longer the game goes on, the more frustrated they're going to be. You saw that with Hannah Benison earlier on in the game, putting in a dirty foul on uh, Denise, and then Denise doing the same thing there to uh, to Magda Eriksson. So, uh, Sweden are just going to get more and more irritated the longer this game goes on, and pick up yellows, I think. You're sounding very positive, and that's very contagious, I have to say. So I'm holding you responsible for anything I may say or do after this point. <laughs> can I talk to you again at full time? Yeah, of course, yeah. Love you, Barca. You're a wonderful woman. <laughs> som vill ha boll. En av dem är Olivia Skog som spelar in den här då. Jajemensan! Jajemensan! Aslani kvitterar i den 79 matchminuten och just nu så är Sverige VM klart. Men titta på tekniken och kontrollen på Aslani. När hon får in den här på bröstet. Snabbt ner. Sätter dit den med kyla och kontroll. Det där är artisteri och det är teknik på väldigt hög nivå av Kusvar Aslani. So it's finished, 1-1, and the Irish players are just coming over to applaud the fans there. The scars being waved, Vela has the jacket off of the hola. Louise Quinn standing there at the front. Denise O'Sullivan, what a shift Denise O'Sullivan put in. Vera Powell applauding there as well. Lucy Quinn pointing to somebody. Vela, come here for a second, are you all right there? Jesus, you look the worst for wear, kid. What? You look the worst for wear. <laughs> Exhausted. There's all just tears in your eyes oh, there. You're right. I'm so happy for them. It was an amazing performance. Uh, Sweden obviously got a goal. Olivia Skoog came on, our old friend. Yes. Bastard. We'll get her for that. Uh, Played the ball into Aslani. Aslani scored. What did you think of the Irish in the second half? 
like honestly what a def- defensive display like working together one press the rest cover like it was just epic like epic it really was I was saying it was the, the best Irish performance away since Jadotville which was a battle the Irish army fought in Africa many years ago and Louise Quinn is now waving yes Lee babes <laughs> She's coming over. I don't know if we're going to get the speech or at all, but yeah, we let Vela go for the time being. We'll grab it again in a second. And what we now have is the seven-year-old kid who is uh, welcome to the team here. You'll see her in the video uh, put out by Amanda Zaza on Twitter, and she has been welcomed into the the arms of the Irish team there so she's wandering around there with her dad somewhere I have to find out if she's one of the locals I think she is I think her dad lives down there I'll talk to her a little bit later, earlier on there Katie McCabe talking to Tony Donahue of RTE that was the most amazing performance I've ever seen from an Irish team away from home you can now hear the Swedish fans cheering because their team is into the World Cup and uh, Olivia Skog is wandering along there you can very well go on the arse There goes a very happy little girl in Anya O'Gorman's jersey. <laughs> Olivia Skrug is looking at Vela Barsley and Annika wearing the Irish jersey and laughing. And uh, as well they might, because they have just qualified for the World Cup finals in Australia and New Zealand. But it's not over yet. I hand out bunches of flowers and sweets here. It's not over yet for Ireland. They're in third place the group at the moment, right behind Finland. They've still to play Finland at home in Tala. And they also have a game in hand over the Finns. Ireland are on eight points, Finland ten points. They beat Georgia six 0 earlier on today. Swedes top of the group, they they just won it. That's just that's all over. And they're a brilliant team and they're well worth watching. So one way or another, we have one of our teams there. We have Sweden there for next year. We could also have Ireland there next year as well. All right, they're ki- I can't believe they're kicking Annika out. Annika who's played on this field and other played here. Annika, your final thoughts here from Olivia in Gothenburg. What do you think of that game? Yeah, but I think it was a really good game. Like um, Ireland was playing really good defensively, and like if they got, if they would have gone three points, that would have been great for them. But yeah. I feel like it, uh, Sweden had a lot of chances uh, to score, so a tie was uh, a good result, a very good result for Ireland. Well, it's a good result for two of your three teams. Not so good for <laughs> Finland, right? <laughs> no, that's true. But Finland won their game as well, so uh, everyone is happy today. <laughs> you must have been completely schizophrenic at the final whistle. Vela, we'll give the last word to you. What, do you think that Ireland can make it after that performance in the World Cup in 2023? If they can make the World Cup? Yeah. Do they have what it takes to get through a playoff, do they? Yeah. I think they do. They're so good at defending. They're so organised. And then anything can happen in any game. Like They played against Sweden today. Ranked number one in the world, maybe? Number two, yeah. Number two. And they tied 1-1. Like that's in Sweden's home field, but that's a hell of a performance. Anything can happen. This is unbelievable. This is your Scottish mother's brave heart thing coming out of you. Bloody love it. Love it. (laughs) Thanks so much for talking to me through the evening. Have a safe trip home, girls. Cheers. There you go. That's it. Uh, What what have we got now? Let me see. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's five days. Uh, Three different sporting events, all with a little bit of an Irish flavour. It finished 1-1 tonight here at Gamla Ullevi in Gothenburg um, incredible atmosphere not a huge amount of Irish fans there but there was certainly some friends and family I know Lucy Quinn's family were there and um, superb stuff altogether. as you may have worked out at this stage sport is something that's important to me I think it's something that's important to our community too 
and uh, it's not really I'm not going to give you the whole oh you know it's all about it's all about the winners and taking part thing but the winning isn't the most important thing the win the most important thing to me is having something together around whether that be Gaelic football in Helsinki or Zach Elbuzeli at the Oiko or whether it happens to be Louise Quinn and Katie McCabe and the girls in green and the great thing is that every week brings us new matches and new tournaments Soon, the Stockholm Gales men's soccer team will be kicking off their season. The first Gaelic football tournament of the season will be taking place down in Gothenburg on the 7th of May. Um, yeah, so, and then hopefully you know, the season will be just keep ticking away there and give us plenty to talk about on this podcast. And I'll be back with another podcast for you soon enough. So, uh, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and I'll speak to you soon.